WGNS, Murfreesboro. Do you feel politically homeless, lost in the chaos of modern politics, not sure who to believe? Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with you. Democrats call him a Republican. Republicans call him a socialist. He is Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Welcome to the Man in the Middle Podcast Season 2. I'm Stephen Reynolds, your host, recording today from the historic WGNS studios located in the heart of the great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Well, folks, we're back for another week. Uh, it's October. The election is almost here. We're on uh, over 50 episodes of the podcast. We started this. We, we talked about how we were going to carry this through the election this November. And uh, we're glad to have with us today a couple of campaign congressional campaign staffers, Miss Christina Keith and Mr. Jude Hurwitz, joining us today from Chris Hale's campaign, which, as some of you may know, their office is just downstairs. But welcome to the Man in the Middle podcast, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. We're really excited yeah. to be here. All really. right. Well, well listen, I, we don't get to talk to many congressional campaign staffers. And all the uh, everywhere I go, you'll hear a lot of people say that young people aren't involved in politics. But I always say, well, you don't know the young people that I know because I know a lot of young people that are involved in politics. So, Christina, where are you from, and how did you get involved in in the political process? I am from Nashville, but I am a native Tennessean, born and raised Nashville my whole life. Yeah. Um, I, I have always been interested in politics. I think it was high school that really um, uh, brought me to be interested in it. You know, at a early age, like when I was around 18, I realized that, you know, policy decisions are personal to people. Um, they determine very important aspects of our lives. Right. And that, um, you know, jump-started my interest in politics. So you went to Hume Fogg High School? Yes, sir. Okay. And that's in Davidson County. And then where did you go to college at, yes. Christina? Um, I went to UT. Go Vols. Go Vols. Just yeah. graduated in May. Congratulations. Thank you. And what did you study there? Um, I studied public administration. Public administration. So that's how the government works, right? Mm -hmm. Are basically running the day-to-day operations of local and state, federal government. Right, right. I got exposed to a lot of like economics courses Mm -hmm. as well as political science courses. So I kind of got the best of both worlds, um, the business and the art side of things. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. Awesome. Well, thanks, Christina. Now, Christina is our homegrown congressional staffer that we have. (laughs) And we also have a visitor. Uh, Jude, where are you from, Jude? So I'm from New York City, Manhattan. Manhattan and New York. Yeah. I've been there a couple of times. It's a wonderful place. Uh, I agree. Jude, what in the world brought you to Tennessee? Well, uh, like Christina, I've been interested in politics for a really long time, too. Uh, though, specifically, I, like bef- a year ago, I, I definitely didn't think that I would be uh, be in Murfreesboro right now. Though, I, I actually remember pretty specifically during, it was maybe March or something, like the pandemic had just, been, had just started, and I was sitting in my bedroom at, it was like four in the morning. I, by that point, time really had no meaning. And because I hadn't left my apartment in a while and just 
I was looking at the news and just thinking, oh my gosh, what what is the world coming to? This is totally insane. And I realized that, okay, I'm probably not going to be able to go to college next year. So I might as well do something that can actually have an impact. You know, and it, I, I figured that it, I, I love politics. I've, yeah. I always have. And, you know, I, I'm, I have the opportunity to, to actually do something instead of just reading the news. But, and so and I that inspired it. you. I really like that. You, same thing for me. I was uh, apathetic for a long time. And yeah. uh, and then in 2015, when I saw what was happening to our country, I said I have to do something. <laughs> so, so I totally get it. So, um, so you're you're uh, qualified. You're going to college. Yeah. But you just haven't started yet. Yes, exactly. And and where are you going to college? Uh, so I'm actually starting at Harvard. And uh... so you're going to Harvard, right? So we've got a SEC, the University of Tennessee, <laughs> represented, and we've got a future Harvard graduate representing us here today. So. So, guys, what is it like? And we were talking about this before the show started. I ran in 2016, and it was, I think, a completely different environment than what we have now. I think a lot of Democrats or people on the left or Joe Biden supporters uh, or or folks that oppose Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. they're very loud now. They're very vocal. You see the signs all over town. We're seeing it all over social media. What's the reception for you guys? What do you feel like? How do you feel like the voters have received you here in Tennessee, and your message about Chris Hale's campaign? Well, you I would say incredibly well, actually. Okay. You know, much, much better than I expected. Like uh, this campaign, or this sorry, this district, I think went for uh, President Trump by something like forty points. Forty points by in twenty sixteen. Yeah, in twenty sixteen, and mm-hmm. you know, we know that. The only way we're going to win this thing and the only way we're going to kick Scott Desjardins out of office is, is by bringing together people of all, all across the political spectrum. So, That's right. you know, current Democrats, former Democrats, current Republicans, former Republicans, mm-hmm. independents, libertarians, everyone in between. Right. And, you know, they... We've been sharing our message, and people have been listening. And that's you know, great. That's all we can ask for. That's really that's great to hear. What do you think, Christina? Now, Christina, you worked for Phil Bredesen's campaign two years yes, ago, sir. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a pretty big deal. Yeah. That's a Senate campaign. Had lots of money, right? Yeah. So, uh, Still is there wasn't a difference successful. now? Is there a difference now between 2018 and 2020? Do you feel more intensity from the voters, or from potential voters? Yes and no. Um, You know, people, we can almost always tell what kind of voter they are. Like you said, people are very vocal. Uh Um, You know, our country has gotten so partisan. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the reason why we're fighting on this campaign and fighting for Chris Hale is because we're not, we don't want to represent a party, right? We want to move Tennessee forward. Um, We want to better the lives of Tennesseans. And, um, you know, I think people are responsive to that. regardless of our current political climate um you know there are many tennesseans that are struggling right now and um they're pretty responsive to what we're trying to do here that's that's great to hear that's good to hear so so um you know with everything that's happened and and you guys this is not taking anything away from you and i'm sure you've heard your parents and your or your grandparents talk about this but most of us have never seen anything like this ever. And it, even though you guys are new, 
relatively speaking in the process, this is probably going to stick with you for a really long time. What memory of this campaign? You've got about 20 days left, and I know there's a lot more hours in front of you, and folks, these these young people are working 70, 80 hours a week uh, trying to get people to the polls, trying to get the message out about Chris Hale's campaign. But what memory will you take with you from this campaign? Is there one that stands out, anything funny, anything that you didn't expect out of the blue? Uh, Do you got anything like that for us? Well, uh, I would say... I remember the right when we heard that the president got had had gotten sick or had tested positive for corona. That I remember we were all in the office, like we pretty much are all day, yeah. um, and just the feeling, like you said, that this is different and that this is totally, totally insane, right? And just everything is moving so quickly, mm-hmm. and you know we're. Uh, obviously, we're we're all working really hard. We're putting everything we can into this, and right. it's just going to get more ha- hectic from here. Just like it, sort of the feeling of of chaos, and but also that we know what we we know our mission. We know that if we put in this the work, we're going to get the result that we want on November third. And so, sort of the motivation and determination that that provided us, I think, will. Got you Stick the drive of what you guys have been up to. So this has been different from any campaign. But like, like we just said, everything we're witnessing is different. Even the can- campaign. And like for you, Jude, Tennesseans are really hospitable people. Yeah, really. Most of the time. I really wish you were here when it wasn't a pandemic yeah, so too. that you could see what really get the culture. I feel like that you guys are missing that because folks that don't know – especially Democrats, are operating their campaigns basically in a bubble. Would you guys agree with that? You're trying to stay as protective uh, of each other out there. I mean, you're following all the protocols and all of that, but you're not really out there mixing and mingling like Dr. Manny Sethi was, no. right? No, yeah. Um, safety is our number one priority. Um, running this campaign, you know, doing events, we check temperatures, we make sure that we're not – you know, we don't have too many people there. We make sure everyone's properly social distancing, Master. masks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very strange, and it's strange to, to feel like you've gotten used to it. You know, like yeah. you you go outside of you know the office or home, and you're you're taken aback when people aren't wearing masks. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, we you know safety is our number one priority right and so that that limits you though as to the events that you can go to and you have to rely on certain things like the telephone primarily to try to contact people and i know that's got to be a really a grind on you guys uh, uh going in like this so uh jude what what festival have you been to jude what is there a, a barbecue sandwich that stands out <laughs> have you had a shot of jack daniel's whiskey yet uh what, what stands out for you jude uh, what are you going to tell your parents when you get back to manhattan well definitely a lot um <laughs> I, I, first of all you know I, i'm so happy to be here and just everyone it like like you said tennesseans are very hospitable people and I've experienced, you know, the full force of that, and I'm incredibly grateful that I've been able to. It's really been a blessing. Uh, so thank you, everyone. Um, but uh, as for the a barbecue sandwich, I, I actually went to, I think somewhere on Broad Street in Murfreesboro, like uh-huh. a, a gas station that was also a barbecue place. Yeah. Yeah. And I got 
a brisket sandwich there and it was really really good yeah it was on cornbread it was delicious so you could be surprised when yeah. you stop sometimes yeah. absolutely yeah so out but but out in the country out in you've been out in the fourth yeah. district right chris has let you wander a little oh, bit definitely yeah so Fall Creek Falls, have you seen that? A Bledsoe County, a, well, a, a Beauty of Pikeville. We haven't been able to see that yet. Mm-hmm. Though uh, driving, we have gone to Pikeville, and right near Pikeville, we went to the the Bledsoe County Fair. Okay. Um, and one night there was the first night. I think the Friday night was a rodeo. Uh, so that was the first, literally that, that my first rodeo. Yeah, now see, I um, wish I could have been there. Right? You no, know, it was it was fantastic. Yeah. And, and didn't Chris ride a donkey? Chris that? tried to ride a donkey. Yeah. It didn't go so well, unfortunately. Yeah. He ended up um, in the mud, right? Yeah. But we got a lot of pictures. Um, right. What a good so. sport, though. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Um, and and there were a lot of Trump folks there. Yeah. The guy sitting right next to us was wearing a uh, Trump socks. How did he treat you? Incredibly well. You know, Chris was talking to him and he was talking to all of us and he was an incredibly friendly guy. And and, and so that's one of the things of why we do this podcast, folks, is because while I campaigned, even though I had vast policy and political differences with a lot of folks out there, there's still good people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Include my friend J.T. Cooper, who just finished his show up here. <laughs> and J.T., I've got news for you. Democrats aren't the fringe of the blanket. We are the blanket. You're about to find that out. In about 25 days, JT, I hope you're listening. So, Christina, let's go back to you at the University of Tennessee. So, um, uh, you came out of UT in public administration. You worked on the Bredesen campaign. You're working on Chris Hale's campaign. What's next for you, Christina? I don't know. Um, You know, I've always been someone that just kind of goes with the flow. Um, I know that I definitely want to be involved in politics for the rest of my life. Um, So, you know, wherever that takes me, I would love to be in Washington, D.C. one day. That's kind of the goal. But Mm -hmm. um, for now, I am focused on um, fighting for Chris Hale and, um, you know, whatever comes next you know, I'll I'll ride the wave on that's, that. That's great. How about you, Jude? So four years at Harvard, and then where are we going? On to law school? Where are we? What are we studying, Jude? I well, I think on the studying front, I, I I'm leaning towards uh, government or history or something like that. I'm not totally sure yet, though. Mm-hmm. And for four years down the line, uh, I don't I couldn't tell you either. Sure. Uh, I do know that I, I've loved every second of of being down here in Tennessee and working that's on great. a campaign. So. Well, we, we have a law school in Knoxville, right, yeah. Christina? Go There's a pretty good law yeah. school. There's a pretty good law school in Nashville. Yeah. A couple, actually. Belmont mm-hmm. and Vanderbilt. So you never know. You could you could come back. Uh, I, I hope I do. I hope or you I, do. I know I, I know I will, actually. I always yeah. joke to Jude that he will be my lawyer one day pro bono. Right. I hope you know. Of course. So. Right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so uh, where is Scott Desjardins? Great has, question. Have, have you guys seen him? No. One time I was just tabling a booth in, I think it was Columbia, and I, my eyes were playing tricks on me, and I swear I saw him from afar, and I literally texted Austin, and I was like, I swear I just saw Desjardins, yeah. and I mean, it wasn't him, but no, no one knows where he is. Uh, one he, of our campaign staffers said that he saw him at a taco shop like two months ago in Murfreesboro, but that's the last sighting. That was the last sighting of Scott. So I don't know if you, for, so for the folks out there listening, there are wanted signs around town <laughs> for, have you seen our congressman? Uh, would be really, inter- be, I think it would be reassuring to hear from our congressman during yeah. a pandemic, especially given that he's a medical doctor, but uh, obviously he's got other other priorities going <laughs> on right now. So um, what do you guys think about the Joe Biden-Kamala Harris campaign? How do you feel about that? 
Um, Are you excited? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I think that Biden, I, I think they're a good ticket. Yeah, come on, Christina. You didn't support Joe in the primary. Who did you support? I su- I supported Bernie you personally. You supported Bernie Sanders. Um, I actually I actually was a Warren stan, but when I figured out that she really didn't have a chance, I I, I went over to the Bernie bandwagon. Um, but you know Biden has grown on me. Okay. Like after watching the debate, and um, you know both both Biden and Kamala in the debate. Um, they've that ticket has grown on me. I'm really excited for them. I, I personally think that Biden is not a two-term president. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I would like to see someone younger mm-hmm. in office. I think a lot of young people would as well. Um, but, you know, young people don't vote, so here we are. Well, um, yeah, that's you make a really good point. You know, even even my generation, we, we knew it back then, but your generation, based on the numbers and the demographics, if you could just get all of the under-30s to the polls, yeah. you could control this country. Right. Um, but And especially in Tennessee, I know Tennessee is like 48th. Uh-huh. In voter registration and right. turnout. We used to be 10th. 10 yeah. years ago, we were 10th, and now we're 48th. So what do you think's caused that? Uh, I think there are, definitely there have been some uh, questionable laws that uh, have restricted the turnout. For example, the fact that you can't use an, uh, state, a state school ID, even though it's a photo government-issued ID, as the polls. That's just one of the ways that they stop young people from voting. Isn't that uh, crazy? Yeah, so a college ID doesn't work, but a, no, but a you license have to have a driver's carry, license does. Yeah. A license to carry a gun works, but that not something? a college ID. But Isn't not a that college crazy? ID. Isn't that something? Yeah. So, so here's the thing. You know, the Republicans here have always been for voter ID laws. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll, I'll, give, I'll concede that to the Republicans and say, okay, I can go along. But here's the problem in Tennessee. We don't have driver's license centers in all 95 counties. Right. And so there are a lot of people in rural Tennessee that might live an hour and a half away from the DMV. And if they don't have a car or whatever, they, so we're taking away their right to vote. So I'd make a deal with the folks in Nashville. We'll we'll allow voter IDs if you'll put a DMV in every county in the state of Tennessee. And I think that our citizens would be served yep. better uh, for that. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, we're, we're talking to voters every single day. And like one of the questions that we always ask people, you know, what is the most important issue to you in this upcoming election? And it's funny that you brought that up because, you know, I mean, in this election, there are so many issues, but I think voter suppression is is a main issue. It's a really important issue to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you, you know, if you're paying taxes, you should be able to vote. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, there should if they're gonna, you know, make you have a state issued ID to vote, they should have. They should make it easier for people to Absolutely. access Absolutely. You should have a, cl- a driver's license center that is close. You being from Davidson County, me being from Rutherford County, we don't understand that. But right. the rest of Tennessee is much different than Davidson Very and different. Rutherford County. Would you agree with that? 
I would agree. Like I said, I'm a native Tennessean, born and raised. Um, but, you know, the, just being on this campaign and being out in this community hands-on, mm-hmm. it's opened my eyes to so much. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to voters, seeing, you know, what, what they struggle with, um, what's important to them. Um, it, it's it's opened my eyes. I feel like I've learned more in the past two months than I have in, That's in good. college. That's great. Um, and, yeah. But Judy, they, it's different in New York. And I mean, it's I, yeah. everyone knows that, right? But even running a campaign in New York, I mean, it's got to be much different than rural Tennessee. Well, I, I can imagine. I, I haven't ever worked on a campaign in New York, so right. I couldn't really tell you that much about that. But I do know that I, I, I can. A lot of my day is calling people, mm-hmm. and I know that if I got a random call, I probably would not pick up, and I don't think any of my friends would either. So uh-huh. I, you know. I definitely appreciate that people do pick up and uh, talking to voters and especially voters who, or especially voters who aren't normally voters. It's, it's the most fulfilling part of my day. And, and I love it. Yeah. So, so you, you feel like you're dragging new people to the poll, right? Yeah. Uh, and there are people that are, there's a base out there that's a little more energized than normal. Absolutely. That are, yeah. I think so too. I think this environment is the, probably the most conducive, yeah. even though Tennessee, you know, the, there's a 30 point hill, but still we yeah. can, we can draw blood yeah. as my friend Andy I, Dickey likes to say. I think everyone can tell that this year is different. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, good. That's you, good to hear. You can literally feel it. Like, I talked to someone today that said that they would walk over broken glass to get to the polls Yeah, I've this said year, that too, so. yes, and in a hazmat suit. <laughs> right. So I want to ask you about you. I want to ask you about what, politically, if you could accomplish one goal, Christina, what, what is your main topic? What do you think is the most pressing issue facing your generation in the future of this country? Um... For for my generation, I definitely think the student loan crisis okay. is is e- extreme. Um, but healthcare, healthcare is a huge mm-hmm. issue. I mean, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that medical bills are the number one cause a of bankruptcy in the bankruptcy state of Tennessee. In the yes, state of Tennessee, that sure are. Um, and that's scary to me. Like right now, I'm on my parents' in health insurance, obviously, mm-hmm. um, because I'm not 25. Right. But um, you know, it, it, and if the ACA is taken away in the Supreme Court ruling, you would lose your insurance coverage that's under your parents. Is right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, healthcare is a fundamental right. Um, you, you shouldn't go bankrupt because you were in a car accident and you, you know, um, yeah. I think student. Student the student loan, loan uh, crisis and healthcare, and healthcare are the two leading gotcha. issues for me. Now, Jude, I know that you, <coughs> excuse me, were involved in a carbon project, right? Yeah. Tell us a little uh, bit about that. So, is climate change one of your topic issues? I, I would. I definitely think it's important. I don't know if I would say it's my top issue. Uh-huh. Or I I, def, I totally agree with everything that Christina was just saying. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, on the carbon dividends plan so pretty much carbon dividends are um it's a a way of reducing climate change or curbing climate change dramatically would be more than three times as effective as the um regulations of any previous administration Mm -hmm. pretty much the idea is to put a price on carbon emissions Uh so every time like a company um dumps a ton of smoke yeah dumps a ton of smoke exactly Mm -hmm. then they need to pay something Mm -hmm. then you know those those costs are going to get passed on to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way to, to address that is to um, 
take the revenue from the carbon price and distribute it back to the American people in the form of an annual check. So like a freedom dividend, like exactly. Andrew Yang was well, talking about. A, a bit like that, but mm-hmm. not really, because it's okay. a totally free market solution. It's totally revenue neutral. Okay. It's also um, progressive because it helps, you know, the it helps the low the uh, lowest seventy percent of or the sorry, it seventy percent of people are going to benefit from it, uh-huh. and eighty percent of people are going to at least break even. Gotcha. And that means that you know. So it, it only might, the heaviest polluters would have a little bit more to exactly. pay. Exactly, and also the for the twenty percent who are going to also need to pay more, they're also the richest twenty percent. Of course, they are. Of course, they can afford it. They right? can afford it. It's just like Andrew Yang. I'm a fan of Andrew Yang's yeah. uh, the Freedom Dividend. I do like that because of the fact that he primarily taxes tech, which is Facebook, Google, Apple, everyone that's holding up the stock market right now, <clears throat> essentially. Um, and so I like that idea. It's either that or we've got to break those guys up, uh, right. one of the two, I and, think. And especially, for me at least, what's especially exciting about carbon dividends is that it's truly a bipartisan plan that is endorsed by James Baker, for example. Um, Tremendous. Who's, yeah, who's in, like incredibly famous yeah. and prominent conservative. Absolutely. Yeah. As, Absolutely. You know, uh, Mitt Romney, for example, recently spoke in favor of it, among other Republican senators. So that, like, it's sort of similar to this campaign yeah. in a sense that, you know, we we recognize that the only way to get something done is to bring everyone together mm-hmm. so that we can agree on it. And the best way to do that is to have a good idea that people are naturally going to agree on. And, you know, carbon dividends are a good deal and are a good idea. And Chris Hale is a good idea, too. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, and, and that's, once again, the point of this entire show is to try to show how we and most people do fall in the middle. The only way we can get things done is why bipartisanship is so important, y'all. Yeah. Because what happens is if you do it, if you slam something through the supermajority or through executive order, the next the pendulum's going to swing ultimately. Yeah. And the next group that comes in is just going to throw it all out and you have nothing except chaos and basically a dog chasing its tail. 24-7. So, um, so what about climate change? I, w- I do want to talk about that. I, wanna, I want you guys to tell me about that a little bit, what your impression is. Are we doing enough? You know the carbon emissions in the country are coming down, uh, but we could do better. But the other thing that no one talks about that we talk focus on a lot on this show is artificial intelligence. Elon Musk says that AI is the biggest national security issue that our country will face in the next 10 years. What do you guys think about that? Can you wrap your mind around artificial intelligence and what it might mean to your lives? No. (laughs) That's a tough... Is there any AI being used in the campaign? Is there any predictive campaign stuff out there that you guys are... Well, don't give away any trade secrets, but I don't want you to give away any trade secrets, but are we using AI today? I mean... What what the average person doesn't realize is literally everything is AI. Is, like yeah. when you open your phone mm-hmm. and Face ID, that's AI. Mm-hmm. I mean, when your phone, when you're talking about something and an advertisement comes up on your phone from mm-hmm. what you were talking about five minutes ago with your friend, mm-hmm. that's AI. Um, I mean, AI is frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's scary. 
Um, you know, and the average American doesn't know what that is or what that's going to mean for the future. And I don't even really think our government knows what that means for the future. Yeah, well, I think there are a few of them that do. I wish they'd listen to the Man in the Middle podcast because uh, a lot of my guests talk about this all the time. But it's basically the Industrial Revolution is about to happen all over again, yeah. except yeah. it's a technological revolution. It's going to displace millions of workers. Yeah. And uh, back to UBI and some of the things that Jude was talking about, when UBI first came up to me in 2016, I said, do not bring that up on this campaign. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have enough of the, oh, Democrats just want to hand out welfare money. Anyway, you start talking. But, but I didn't understand UBI, and I didn't understand Andrew Yang's proposal to pay for it. But now I do. And now when I see the AI coming on and taking you you guys want to take a stab at what's the number one job in the state of tennessee that ai that's in danger from ai truck driving truck driving yeah, is the number that. one job in the state of tennessee and it's the number one job in the state as far as endangerment from ai wow. these these semi-trucks start running on their own and they're already <laughs> doing it and we're gonna have a lot of people in tennessee out of a job and so what are we going to do, right? Are we going to train them or what are we going to Anyway, these are the challenges you guys get to face <laughs> while I'm old and in the retirement home. So anyway, but I'm glad you guys are here. Anything else you'd like to add, Christina? Any Anything else you'd like to tell the folks why they should get involved in politics, why they should uh, try to get on as a staffer for a campaign in the future, or to even volunteer? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, right now, our campaign is, is in a great position. You know, we have 600 volunteers. We have roughly 2,000 yard signs on the ground. Um, we've made over 500 contact, 500,000 contacts with voters. Wow. Yeah. And we're Holy on sense. track to make that um roughly 800,000 by November 3rd. Um, But we can't do that without, um, you know, people of this community getting involved, um, volunteers. Um, So, you know, volunteer with your local elections. If you're sitting at home feeling helpless in this, you know, current political climate, because I know I felt like that all summer, um, and you don't have the money to donate to a campaign and, um, you know, your board volunteer make phone calls make texts you know contacts with voters is what gets people to the polls um and ultimately it'll be what um gets good candidates elected candidates that care about us in office and absolutely i think um you know it's also important too to remember in in this crazy political climate that the presidential election is not the only thing that matters right right. i mean we are so far removed from that is what the average person doesn't realize Mm -hmm. the people that are going to go into congress and make a difference for you are are your you know State House, representatives, your your local, uh, yes, all of that, and um, I guess my advice would be to people listening: educate yourself on those people too, because you know, like I said, we we're far removed from well, they work the for you, <laughs> yeah. and we pay them. You know? If you go to work and you earn a paycheck and you see those deductions taken out, then you can remember those guys work for you, and yeah. you're 18 years old, you're an adult, they work for you. Yeah. At this point, right. so Jude, what about you? What anything you'd like to throw out there to the folks? Uh, fondest memory? I still, I'm still trying to get out of your fondest memory out of Tennessee. So uh, they've had Come you buried on, in the cave. 
There are just there are too many. There's too many to say. Okay, I I don't. Okay, it's tough. It is Uh, definitely the rodeo was definitely a lot of fun. That was great. Good. Um, I'm trying to. You can do better than that, Jude. I'm trying to. If something pops up, I'll I'll mention it. Yeah, I'm just glad you want to come back. How about that? That's the most important thing. I'm glad you want to come back to Tennessee and you've had a positive experience here. So. Uh, folks, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Unless you guys have anything else you'd like that you want to pick a winner, let's pick a winner real fast. Hail versus Desjardins. Oh, hail. Oh, hail. Okay. hail all uh, the way. We're going to win versus this. versus Trump. Biden. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think so, too. I think you're definitely – I think uh, we're, we're definitely going to see some down-ballot stuff, too. So thank you guys for joining us on The Man in the Middle. Thanks for giving us the inside a little bit about what it's like to be a congressional staffer. Good luck in the future. And thanks for everything you did. And thank you so much for having us on. Absolutely. It was really fun. We love talking to you, Stephen, as always. Thank you for having us. All right. Awesome. Well, I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle, and I'll see you next week.